Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm John Benninger, and today I will be talking with Jim Tonkin from Healthy Brand Builders. If you'd like to see the full video of our conversation, you can do that on the Supply Side YouTube channel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Catching Up. I am John Benninger, and today my guest is a good friend and colleague, Jim Tonkin. Uh, Jim is the president and founder of Healthy Brand Builders out here in Arizona in Scottsdale. Uh, this is a consulting group that incubates and accelerates developing emerging brands and has been doing that uh, for quite some time. A lot of these brands uh, that Jim helped as they were emerging are now household names that we all know and uh, some great stories in there that we'll get to in a little bit. But Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. What a pleasure to be here. Really appreciate yeah. the opportunity. You bet, man. It's great to see you. Uh, we're, we're just literally miles apart. You know, I'm in uh, I'm in Phoenix here in Scottsdale. It's all one big city, though. Uh, but still, with everything going on these days, whether we're, you know, 20 miles apart or 2,000 miles apart, uh, it's just not as easy to stay connected in some Indeed. way. Indeed. It's a very bizarre time, no, no doubt about it. The, the wonders of electronics, though, um, I think is uh, is going to change a lot of the landscape, John, going forward. And the fact that we are just a few miles apart, but we have the opportunity to see each other and chat. Uh, I don't know if you've done any of these um, cocktail parties mm-hmm. uh, at five o'clock with friends and stuff. Um, it, it's it's a great way to connect. Doesn't have to be around cocktails necessarily, but um, but it really is fun. You get uh, six, seven couples on a Zoom call and and uh, and you, you can really catch up, and it's so good to see people's faces at a time like this. It is. I've been on a few of those, uh, some work-related, some just friends or family, and just, again, seeing each other's faces and being able to talk in real time, it's, it, it's yeah. a blessing. Uh, first, Before we dive into all the, the industry stuff, first off, how are you uh, and uh, your family and, uh, and your circle of colleagues and partners doing? You know, um, thanks for asking, John. Um, we're doing great, our family. Um, clearly, we, uh, we're we the same as everyone else in the country going through this shelter-in-place kind of orientation. But as you well know, um, and this is kind of a secret which we shouldn't let out of the bag, um, living in Arizona is an amazing um, thing. Coming from San Francisco and spending most of my life in Northern California, um, I didn't realize how great this state is. And to have so much landmass and so many places to go to get rid of the angst that we all feel about this, you know, uh, COVID uh, cone of silence that we're under. It, it's um, it's great. And the weather is phenomenal. I mean, I think it's going to be like 86 or 88 today or something moving into the 90s next week. Um, and I'm sorry, my friends in New York and, and uh, Detroit and Chicago and other places cannot deal with this. But um it's just a good secret that John and I know about living in this state. And, and uh, uh, so we're, we're really blessed. And my family's great. Um, all of my colleagues are great. I don't know uh, anybody personally that's had COVID. I, I don't know whether you do, but, uh, but that's awesome. Um, I did hear we had some friends that came down from Cave Creek last night. We sat around our fire pit eight feet apart from one another and had a few glasses of wine. Um, one of their friends in Chicago is a physician, and he got it, and his his wife got it. Um, they went through the whole process. He was on a ventilator for eight days. He's an emergency room doc, 
and came out the other side doing great. And so that's a great story, but that's as close as I've gotten to anybody. Yeah, yeah, same here. We're doing great and, and everybody's uh, healthy and we're just trying to support the family and our friends and the community and, and do our part, whatever that looks like, whether it's staying home or, or trying to help people who maybe aren't as fortunate. Um, but, you know, that's it. Well, we're, we're all pulling together and we're all going to get through this, uh, whether it's in our communities or our families or this wonderful industry that you and I right. Uh, are right. in. Uh, I've, I've seen so many wonderful stories of companies and just leaders stepping up from, from all parts of this industry to, to try and do their part. Uh, I'm sure you're seeing that out there too. Totally, totally. Uh, clients, um, I, I think the resiliency of Americans and just human beings are very different than if you're a fly or a bird or a, a jaguar. You know, it's, it's all about eating, uh, eating to live. Um, we obviously have this emotional connection to things, which, uh, which is what makes our life so interesting. And I think that also is one of the things that makes it so hard for us to not be connected at this time. Um, the emotional connection we have, and particularly in, in our space, right, in the industry that we operate in, um, the hugs and the, the long relationships and um, the, the, the really hard handshakes that we give one another when we see each other, uh, some of that may not come back, you know, through this. And we may need to learn other ways to show our affection and our, our deep-rooted feelings for one another. Um, it'll be hard, but uh, but I, I'm very confident that we will get through this and things will be better than they were. Um, don't know about the economy. I'm just talking about yeah. life and the way we communicate and the things that we share and what's really important. Yeah. And I think you're right. A lot of people are focusing on just that. What's really important right now? Uh, I think it's a time that a lot of people are taking inventory and asking those questions and coming up with some really good answers that I think will We'll stick around as we get through this to the other side, yeah. uh, understanding how important it is to stay connected to family and to friends and those relationships uh, are more valuable than ever. And uh, for many of us, and I'm one of them, uh, one of the things that helps us get through this, right? Uh, it can yeah. be stressful. Um, it, it can be easy to get down. Uh, it can be challenging, the economy, just all these things going on. Uh, but just even this time that you and I are spending, you know, seeing a friendly face, right. it's a shared experience. Uh, I think is good for all of us. Well, I, I I love your smile. I never see you without one, so it's great to be able to connect, buddy. Yeah. I'm glad you're well. Yeah. So I, I want to ask uh, the beverage industry. You know, you consult with food and beverage companies, but let's face it, you've been doing beverages for so many years and so many cool brands, uh, water companies, and functional beverage beverages, and we can go into some of those specific ones. Uh, but you really focus a lot on beverages and specifically startup and emerging companies with really cool ideas. Um, how are they doing? How's the, the beverage industry itself doing? And then how are these smaller entrepreneurial startups that are where all the innovation comes from? How are they doing? I think um, generally speaking, John, uh, there's a lot of companies that are doing well, particularly those that have actually been in the marketplace already. They've got shelf space or they're up on Amazon and they already have some kind of a, of a sales platform and they have a consumer following. Um, I will say though, that I, I think there are a ton of companies out there, not necessarily in our stable, but um, uh, others that are new to the market that may have not had the traction. They may be in that first year of development or even a pre-revenue company that has actually fallen by the wayside. And, and I suspect just as we went through the issues around Expo West and the untimely cancellation and 
what that did, unfortunately, to many of their exhibitors who were coming to, to for their coming out party, if you will, um, and through no fault of, of Informa, obviously. Um, it, it, uh, it probably put a lot of these people's dreams on hold. Yeah. And as you know, the government is trying to help companies with the PPP and small business loans, et cetera. But quite frankly, a lot of these small companies are probably not going to make it just because they don't have enough energy or verve yet. I feel terrible about the ones that have put their family money and their own 401k capital and those kinds of things into um, into their business. Uh, you see tons of restaurants you love to eat. I love to eat. We go out a lot. I really feel for a lot of these people that probably will not be able to come back from this. So um, it, it is what it is. And, and now what we need to do is help one another and, and uh, get this, you know, unemployment situation turned around because it's a very scary thing to look at. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And, and if, you know, it's it's hard to hear that, that we have these uh, these uh, brands, these startup companies, these smaller companies. Like you say, these are uh, people that put their, their life savings or their, their 401k money or investments from family and friends and passionate about what they're doing uh, and some great ideas. And that doesn't mean they're all going to make it, right? We understand that too. Just, you know, in, in boom times, uh, not every brand and not every business idea makes it. Uh, but right now is, uh, is a lot different. And so I appreciate the work that you do with a lot of these brands and have done over the years to help them. Uh, to help them get there, you know, because you can have the best idea, the coolest idea in the world. But as you know, uh, that's not enough, you know. It isn't. Yeah, what, you're totally right. Could you chat for just a little bit about, uh, for those who aren't as familiar with what you do and healthy brand builders, about that process, you know, when you identify a company or a brand that you think might have what it takes, um, what, do you, what do you help them with? How do you get them from great idea to, you know, great company? Well, I wish I could say it's all me and I'm just such a smart guy that I could get them all to the end zone. Hardly uh, is the case. Um, frankly, John, I've been doing the consulting side, uh, strategic consulting for 33 years now since 1987. And prior to that, you may remember, I was a soft drink bottler in a family business and we had a, a tremendous business in San Francisco and Sacramento for many, many years. And I decided putting sugar in water was just not a good thing for me. Um, so I left that industry, started a couple of small entrepreneurial companies, was fortunate enough to have an exit. And then I went into the banking business with a friend who started a bank in Northern California to learn finance and um, got a great education there. And that kind of uh, once we, we sold the bank, um, I, I moved on and, and hung out a consulting shingle. And quite frankly, back in 1987, hanging out a consulting shingle meant I was unemployed. <laughs> so. Um, it took me a couple of years before I had enough business where I could actually stop using my savings. And the reason I wanted to do it is because I really had this, this desire to get back into the consumer packaged goods or CPG spaces. Water, as you mentioned before, was one of the things I got involved in. I still am involved in the water industry. Um, probably until I quit consulting, I'll be involved. But certainly I'm an investor in numerous water companies. So that keeps me uh, close to what's happening with um, with the bottled water business um, or the consumer uh, convenient consumer um, water business because it isn't just bottled water anymore. Um, at the end of the day, I've had the, the, the good fortune of working with over 2000 brands in those 33 years. 
many of them were small brands and unfortunately never made it. Um, they, they might have gotten into the marketplace, made it a year, year and a half and ran out of money or the team just wasn't solid enough. Or what oftentimes happens is the consumer just doesn't get it. The, the product isn't working for the consumer. And, and so without those three, those three areas working simultaneously, it's very difficult to even get to the next level, if you will. And uh, mortality in the space is about uh, 90% in the first year and about 50% in the second year. So it says a lot about you and your brand and your team, um, your marketing efforts, your sales efforts, your distribution efforts, that they're really good if you get past that, that point. And, and we've, um, we, we've had some really good successes as well over the years. And I think I may have mentioned to you uh, over the last four or five years that I'm trying to slow down. Well, I finally made that uh, happen about 18 months ago. We moved a lot of our uh, clients into other uh, clients' homes, and uh, we have a much, much smaller um, group that we're working with now, less than 10. Um, I still am bringing um, really cool, interesting ideas out of the ground. I'm working on a tremendous opportunity right now, which even through COVID is, is ready to rock and will be coming out in June. Um, so I think the entrepreneurial energy, even though we've had a big deflation of the big balloon, um, is going to come back strong. There's lots of helium tanks around ready to blow up that balloon. And those are the small businesses that have been had all this pent up uh, emotion and demand to get their products in the market. We want to be there to help them. It's amazing to me in times like this how much innovation you see. We talk about innovation all the time, right? That's a, a yeah. probably overused that that word. But uh, times like this, whether it's in our industry or the economy as a whole, you see incredible creativity, the, the human spirit and the ability to create to take a, what looks like an insurmountable uh, challenge or problem and, and figure it out and get through it and sometimes get through it and, and be even stronger and better. I expect to see that coming from the whole natural products industry, but the beverage market in particular. And, and it was happening before this latest challenge that we're doing. Right, right. Um, well, you can kind of see it, John, based on Look at the supplement numbers. I mean, just in the last 60 to 70 days, supplements are going through the roof. People are home, they're wanting to stay well, their immunity uh, uh, orientation is uh, kind of at risk with what's happening with COVID. So I believe a lot of those products are growing with popularity and certainly the trial. Uh, post up on top of that, the numbers that Amazon is posting on a regular basis, which is unbelievable. Uh, and I think you may know I'm part. Uh, uh, I'm a partner in and, and own uh, part of a company called Omni Partners, which is uh, an Amazon agency where we represent uh, tons of brands uh, onto Amazon. Our business is going through the roof and has probably since November of last year. So I am um, seeing this firsthand, uh, and and it's a beautiful thing to be able to still see through the the, the fog of war. We're seeing these bright spots and the sun shine on um, on things that you wouldn't anticipate, even if I could draw the attention to lots of big companies. You know, when you when you think about what's happened uh, during the covid crisis, it's amazing. We've been talking about small companies, but if you look at some of the big companies, John, in America, from General Motors to General Foods 
to uh, the, the uh, pharmaceutical companies that you and I know so well, like Roche and Abbott and others that we've worked with for years, these companies have all turned on a dime. Uh, it, it's an odd time for sure, but there is a lot of opportunity um, that I see, and Americans are amazingly resilient, although I wouldn't categorize it just as Americans. They've been pretty, I have friends all over the world like you do, been talking to a lot of them. Yeah, and you see the, uh, the you know, the, when you talk about the around the world, the supply chains and the challenges that are happening there with these spikes in demand for certain ingredients and certain products or packaging, uh, all these different things and some of the challenges with shipping and freight and logistics. and uh, But people are figuring it out. And, and I have to believe that it will smooth out over time. You know, we're going to find these solutions. I think that a lot of these larger companies in particular and smaller ones uh, are starting to think a lot more right now about uh, flexibility in their supply chains and resiliency in their supply chains and redundancy in some cases because we're being lean. Well, and that's lean. a great point. Here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just the redundancy issue, as you know, for whatever reason, Americans started buying toilet paper and hand, uh, you know, uh, paper towels and and other reusables uh, or or disposables, I guess. Um, which seemed so odd to all of us. But I guess it's the kind of response that you would anticipate when something happens and you have no idea, you have no control. But isn't it funny how uh, the just-in-time inventory practices that most of the retailers and even Amazon as an e-com e platform has gone to has eliminated these back rooms full of pallets of additional product. Even in the Costco's of the world, where you see a, a typical pa uh, pallet uh, spot where you might have coffee or uh, a beverage or something else. It's amazing. Up above, there used to be two or three or four pallets of back, uh, back stock, not anymore. So it, it, it's, it's going to take a while for the supply chain to get back in order and to not be able to find toilet paper and and uh, and wipes and those kinds of things during this process. Um, thank God we, we had plenty and aren't really using any more than we ever did. Thank <laughs> right. God for sure. Right. But it's just it's still hysterical to me. And but my wife, um, Kathy, shops uh, very regularly. And so she's found it at different places because she kind of goes to Walmart and AJ's and Fry's and Trader Joe's and and so whenever she goes to places and finds a jackpot, she buys it, you know, as much as she can and then gives it to friends who, yeah. who weren't able to find. It. So, again, we're all being generous at this time and trying to help each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I see that in the industry, too. I'm seeing so many uh, just acts of kindness out there. Uh, we're in, at an individual level where people are helping other people. You know, you're right. Expo West, uh, we unfortunately had to cancel that. Now, I look back now. And I, you know, I, I compliment my colleagues on that very difficult, but I think courageous decision. That can you imagine knowing what we know now? Had that gone on, and we had, you know, even even with the the expected drop in attendance because of it, even if half the people were there, we're talking 50,000 people from all over uh, at a time that probably that wouldn't have been a good thing. So, but in the absence of these shows. Uh, people still need to uh, find solutions and uh, work together. And that's where uh, groups like yours, and I know you've got a bunch of uh, partners uh, in the business and just other experts that, that you work with, more important than ever right now, you know, because uh, with these unforeseen circumstances, 
the, the more experts, the better to help these companies navigate. I will tell you that, um, you know, the you mentioned it earlier in our conversation about the entrepreneurial spirit and that it's still so alive. No doubt about it. I think there were a lot of people caught off guard during this process, uh, small, medium and large companies that really didn't matter. No, nobody had an advantage in this process. Um, the smaller ones being nimble and uh, more flexible, oftentimes were picking up the phone and calling and trying to figure out how to how to navigate this because their livelihood depended on it. When you're a big, big company and you know you might lose a few uh, million dollars because of a process, you can recover from that. When you're a small company with you know four or $500,000 in annual sales, you can't afford to lose, you gotta react. So we have been coaching a lot of smaller brands on um, how to look at their current business, how to assess risk, how to decide what they need to drop right now and move forward on and you know i've used words like focus and finish and inch wide and mile deep um, i refocused all of our clients um, on that process because you cannot be everything to everybody at a time like this yeah. you don't have the financial resources you don't have the personnel in many cases some companies have had to let people go or furlough them so you have to get very very focused um, on what is most important for survival. Consumers will understand and they will, will come back. And I, I will tell you just in in our, our Omni business online, over the place in the country, but um, you know, they don't have everything on them. And uh, there's a lot of trucks out of place just like airplanes. And I don't know if you've seen any of these pictures of airplanes, like at the Pittsburgh International Airport, you know, hundreds of, of American airline jets just parked next to each other, lined up like it seems like for miles, it's the most bizarre. I guess it's what happened at 9-11. I, I can't remember the pictures. I know we saw them. Yeah. But those are kinds of things that strike fear in the average person. And now is not the time to be stuck in the fear mode. Now is the time to get past that. As long as your family is safe, that's number one priority. Past that, it's focus on the business mm -hmm. and make decisions. Don't put those decisions off until it's too late. Um, so I, I say be active, be firm, be flexible and, and get to it. Yeah, that, that flexibility is a big part because what seems like the right move today uh, may change, you know, uh, depending on how long this lasts and what happens next and, and being able to adapt. We talk about that a lot in our business too, being able to adapt and uh, to figure it out. That, that's what we do. And as long as you keep uh, listening and, and learning and remember that uh, it's okay to change, just be smart about it and, and keep that focus, like you just said. What What's really important? Uh, now is not the time to be spread thin and to have too many things going on. What, what are the real priorities as a business that you need to focus on? Uh, and, and do that, do that one thing. Yeah. You know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, particularly when you, it's just how we run our homes, right? We only have so much money in the bank, right? The average person is not living paycheck to paycheck necessarily, but they may be. And that, you know, before this, with the economy being as good as it was, Johnny, it was people were able to live like that. As long as you had a budget, you knew how much was coming in, you could live and maybe even save a little every month. Those days, at least for the near term, I think are going to be behind us. And it's going to be a lot tougher for people to live on this month to month thing. And they've 
they've got to figure out another way to make it happen. So trimming the sales at home is, is the same as you do in business. Absolutely. That now's the time to be efficient and focused and really prioritize what's important right now until we get at least a clearer view on what the horizon looks like. You know, when when do we get past this, whatever that means, yeah. uh, to whatever the next normal is, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, but we will. I have great faith that we will get through this together, and uh, um, especially in our industry, so many people that are just really thoughtful. Uh, and, and of course, you're, you're one of them. So uh, I know that you uh, help companies with their products, and, I, and you've always got something cool going on. So I want to just take a moment and say, what's cool that's going on out there? And I see some products behind you on the shelf back there and on the table, but without revealing any secrets. Uh, <laughs> What, what kind of cool stuff are you working on right now? Well, as I said earlier, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit is not dead. And even though, you know, we have taken our company and compressed it so that I'm kind of semi-retiring, if you will. But I don't, I'm still on multiple of boards and I'm going to continue to do board work, I hope, for another 10 years. I'm just slowing down on the consulting side. Um, I still am getting maybe 25 or 30 business plans uh, um, a, a week now. Um, a lot of them are ending up going into the round file after I get to three or four slides deep because they're typical of the cut and paste kind of things. But every once in a while, the same thing that happens when I go to these shows nationally, I find a plum or two. And uh, I'm working on a couple of really interesting projects um, right now that I think are plums that are um, either potentially best in class or really new as it relates to a non-competitive product in that space. Um, you probably know CBD is has been the new shiny penny for the last couple of years. I think the world is settling out on CBD right now. The government still has not weighed in, but they are sending red letters um, and, and APA and UMPA and some of the other players that we're close to are, are putting these up online every week and it's a great thing they're doing it. This is the CBD is not a cure for COVID. Uh, you know, when, when people get too far down the road and start making these ridiculous claims about what their product can do, that hurts us all and it puts people at risk. So CBD is a great thing uh, from a topical perspective. It's been around a long time. The ingestible side of CBD to me still is um, a little bit concerning. And it's mostly because we don't have a lot of um, data. We, and, and as you know, data is the big word today with COVID. It's the same thing with these brands. You have to have either clinical trials or be very careful of the marketing hyperbole that you're using about the benefits of your product, right? Let consumers find the value. If you're talking about a fruit, um, you know, we have a brand called Tohi, which is in our uh, our um, cadre of, of products, which is um, taking the aronia berry, which has been in America for hundreds and hundreds of years, long before we ever uh, were roaming here, before uh, the, uh, the pilgrims and Christopher Columbus and everybody else showed up, and the, the Native Americans were living off this berry. It's basically the highest antioxidant berry that we've, we've tested thus far, and by a long shot. Uh, cranberries, blueberries, acai, all these others are much lower. So we made a beverage out of it in four flavors. And we're using some of the other ingredients, the pumice and the powder of aronia to be able to go into cosmetics and nutraceuticals and other things. That's a really unique uh, process that was never done before. And so we started this company a couple of years ago and it just kind of came out and we're in the Midwest 
now, but we're moving to the coast. It's slowing the process now with everything that's going on with COVID. But that's a really interesting um, uh, kind of product, taking a, a wild-grown uh, berry that, that's been out there forever um, and no one's ever commercialized it. So, and trying to be culturally, um, we, we don't want to culturally appropriate uh, the Native American and their bonding with, uh, with Aronia either. Tohi means wellness in Cherokee. So we wanted to give them um, a shout out and say, we found this and most of it, most of it is historical because of you. Um, there are tons of CBD things that are in the market that, that I mentioned. I think the next year will be very telling on the tinctures and some beverage applications. You've probably heard of Weller and, and others that are in the market that are still doing very well as an ingestible. They don't make structure function claims, which is great. So they're, they're being very cautious and they're letting the consumer figure out if it works for them as, uh, or not. Yeah. My big concern, as you, as you know, is uh, what's the milligram dosage, you know, and where do you go? Where's the where's the, the documentation and where's the book that says 25 or 35 milligrams of, of CBD in a 12 ounce beverage is the right amount or in a shot, for instance. Right. So um, proteins are still huge. Uh, you're aware of all the plant proteins that have um, been growing like a weed. Uh, you know, and I, I don't use that word loosely. It was wasn't meant to be a pun. Uh, pea protein, rice protein, uh, chia protein, uh, and other proteins that come from um, plant sources in deference to animals is still doing very well. Uh, difficult a little bit to work with in terms of taste profiles, I will say, um, but there's a number of companies that are doing really well. Uh, uh, you probably have heard of Koya, uh, Ripple, um, uh, Rebel, uh, uh, Remedy Organics, there's a number of them that are in, and Suja Juice, obviously, which is still doing incredibly well. They're one of our clients and I've uh, been working with them for a long time, was one of the first investors in that company. Um, they have a whole line of shots out now that are doing really well around immunity. And um, so that's an area that I think even good old vitamin C in multiple yeah. different forms is, is coming back very strong. Uh, you know, given the COVID situation where people are overloading on things that they know are good for them. Uh, and the exploration around supplements is amazing. So let me stop there. I could yeah, talk. No, no, you're right. I mean, I, you know, things that if you would have told me six months ago that vitamin C and vitamin D3 and zinc and in a lot of these staples that have been part of the market forever, but they're not cool and shiny and sexy necessarily. But now they right. are, right? Yep. Now they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. One of my hopes is that all of these, uh, a lot of these new consumers, I call them new consumers coming into this space um, for these uh, vitamin C and, and all these different products. Uh, I want them to stay. You know, once we things settle down a little bit and, and all that, I want them to stay because this could be really good for just the public health in general. If people started focusing, continue to focus on eating at home, cooking fresh foods, uh, taking a supplement where it makes sense for them. Uh, if that can be one of the outcomes of this as we all go through it together, that's not just good for our business. Great. Uh, I think it's good for public health. And one of the things people. that I'm also seeing um, along the same regard, John, and you and I have known each other for 20-something years, um, our, our uh, beautiful show that, that we put on uh, Supply Side West and Supply Side East, unfortunately, which was just canceled. Um, I know a lot of the exhibitors there. Uh, many of them are pharma companies. Many of them are supplement 
companies. I see a lot of products that they have brought to the market over the last three or four years now becoming front and center for the reasons that they're espousing about these uh, terrific uh, products in bilberry and um, uh, magtine and these different products that are excellent for you. They can work well in beverages, uh, not just capsules or tablets. Um, so I think the form may, may change when we come back from COVID, where, where uh, uh, my phone's going to ring off the hooks when, when, when people are ready to get going again. And, and that will be really fun, uh, seeing new sources and new um, go-to-market strategies for a lot of these ingredients that have been out there for a long time, but people are searching for them now. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing so much more about like adaptogens. Again, yes. adaptogens are not new, right? Those are new. Let me let me show you um, just one product which you might be interested in. Um, this is a product called Wild Crafter. Um, this was developed by a mutual friend of ours, Dr. Tyrone Lodog, who is a very good personal friend of mine. Um, and she's a coffee fanatic like I am. And um, together we kind of uh, thought that this would be a fun thing to bring to market. This is coffee with benefits. So it has botanicals in it that were all searched and put together specifically by SKU, by Tyrone. Uh, Tyrone is not only an MD, but she also is an ethnobotanist. And so she really understood how to put 100% uh, Arabica uh, coffee from Colombia uh, dark roasted with these different um, adaptogens. And she's made some beautiful coffee. You can't really even taste the adaptogens, but that product is available online now. And that's the kind of thing that even through the COVID process, you can see um, these new innovations come to market. Matter of fact, there were so many people wanting the product. Some were not thrilled about K-Cup because of the obvious waste issues associated with plastic. Um, we're dealing with that on a compostable cup, which will be out shortly. Um, but we developed a bag coffee. So we put the adaptogens in there. So now you could buy a 16 ounce bag of coffee, um, still made with the loving uh, hands of uh, intelligent blends and, and uh, the thought process around um, production and, and uh, formulation by Tyrone. So those are the kinds of things that I think are still happening on a daily basis. Um, there's numerous products that I'm uh, getting very deep in right now around muscle health, mm -hmm. um, uh, aging, because we have a huge aging population right now. And when you look at products, and in all due deference, products like Boost and, um, and, and um, uh, Ensure and others, I mean, you can't pronounce most of the ingredients that are on those products. Um, they have a lot of preservatives and things in them. So we're trying to find better ways to deliver the nutrient value of products like that, particularly for seniors. And a lot of the people that have gotten COVID have been in uh, nursing homes. And, um, you know, that's a that's a perfect place for this kind of stuff to be able to focus when you get something that's really good for people. You give them 1,200, 1,400 calories in a 12-ounce container. That can be sustenance, which helps people live a lot longer. So we're focused on things like that. Uh, anyway, I, I, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, keep going, John, because I could forever. And I know this was only supposed to be a short um, uh, time together, but I'm, I'm loving it. I really appreciate you reaching out to make sure I was doing OK. Yeah, man. Uh, last thing, and I'm, I'm going to let you go and I ask everybody this uh, toward the end. And that is, you know, a lot of uncertainty right now, some fear out there in places. It, it's a really challenging time for everyone on, on so many levels. And it can be a lot. To, to a lot to, to process. Uh, what keeps you going? Uh, what keeps you positive? What gives you hope 
uh, as we all go through this together? It's a great question. Um, I think a few things have come out of this for me. I'm reading again a lot more than I had been uh, in the past. Um, trying to watch a little less news, which uh, is a way to stay positive. Um, the the other thing that I think came out of it is um, is finding simple things um, like reconnecting with family. I'm zooming with my sisters and brother on a regular basis. Um, you know, things that we take for granted because we were going 100 miles an hour before this thing started and everybody has slowed down. You go from 100 to zero and then incrementally you're starting to come back. That's where the, the, the understanding of your own personal health, not just physical health, but mental health. It's kind of, you know, smelling the roses. We all know that terminology. We don't do enough of it. So frankly, that's what keeps my energy going. And then the, the connecting through the, the visuals like this is very exhilarating and to know that our friends are uh, some friends are, are not are, are i'm sure having a lot are, are, are having issues whether they're physical or mental or whatever we may not know some of those until we get done with this um where people can take their fingernails out of the ceiling and then you go wow they, they went through some changes right yeah. but we need to be there and inclusive and put our arms around everybody when we can do that again and hopefully we can um, you know, it's so much easier to be positive in life, John, than it is to be negative. God knows we have too much to look at to make us negative. Yeah, I agree. But, well, Jim, uh, I agree with you. Small things. Uh, this is a great time to, for that introspection. And I think a lot of people are doing that and really saying, what do I want uh, to make of my day? What do I want to fill my day with? Uh, how do I want to use my time? And um, it's a great time for that right now and we will all get through this together. Uh, I also yeah. want to say, um, Jim, for your clients, these are some of these emerging companies are the ones that have been around longer. If there's anything that we can do uh, as an organization, you know us between the Phoenix team and the Boulder team and the London and Amsterdam team and all these great people uh, around our business, um, we're here. Uh, we're here for you and your companies and for the industry. Uh, it's tough right now without uh, events. It's tough right now without travel, but we're finding other ways to stay connected. And if there's something uh, we can do for you or for anybody out there listening to this or watching this, just let us know. Uh, this is where we all need to come together and, and uh, get through it together. So. Well, the service you're providing here just for us to connect personally is really meaningful to me. But hopefully those that watch this will also um, get something good out of it. And if they can take a few pearls away, then we did our job. That's it, man. That's it. Well, let's do it again. Let's catch up again soon. And uh, yeah, enjoy the sun. And it's a beautiful time in Arizona. I'm going to do the same thing. And uh, let's reconnect real soon, Jim. Thanks, Johnny. Be well, buddy. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Healthy Insider podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts or through Google Play. Subscribe now to never miss an episode.